This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome, 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 welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com and your host. Joining me to uh, discuss Villa's first home game of the season, Mr. Phil Shaw and Mr. Chris Budd. Welcome. Hello, mate. Hello. How you doing? All good. The beer snakes of the Aston Social are back. 42,000 back. Pissing it down at Villa Park. Back. Long throws are back. <laughs> Hooray. Chris Price is back at right back, it seems, as well. <laughs> <laughs> the good days have returned. How, how are you, gentlemen? I saw you, actually, at the game, didn't I, Mr. You Bird? Did. You did. You you you've now joined the K4 army. And then you went off to uh, do some DJing in the hood. I was down in, uh, I, was, I was playing at Lab 11 in Digbeth, which was really good for an event called Our House, which was great. Yeah, really good sort of. But know, it was in the news later on. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, after the event, it came out that the next day that a, a poor lad had um, been stabbed in the early hours of the morning outside the yeah, outside the venue, which is a shame. Unfortunately, it's, it's becoming a regular occurrence in Birmingham, which is a, an even bigger shame. But it was great to be back. The gig, the gig itself was great. It was a good day, man. Good, Good game and a good gig. Good. What have you been up to, Mr. Shaw? Well, I went to the museum today. So after seeing <laughs> oh, cultural, yeah, after seeing dinosaurs yesterday or dinosaur tactics yesterday, went and seen some real fossils today. So it's all good. What are you talking about? Who, whose tactics are you referring to? I think everybody's tactics we can refer to is there's a bit of dinosaur in all of us. What are you referring to specifically? Oh, I'm referring to th- long throws and anything else. Long throws and uh, our good friend Mr. Bruce's tactics of just uh, lump it lump it up to Allenson Maximum and hopefully he can show a bit of sparkle. That's what he used to say, isn't it? That was one of the highlights of the game, actually, was the, the Holt, uh, well, the upper Holt uh, singing You'll Be There or Thereabouts. <laughs> On a, a few occasions. Of, <laughs> yeah, a few occasions to Bruce. Uh, I don't know if uh, the penny dropped for him because he'd have, he'd have definitely been able to hear it. I don't know if the Geordies would get the, the joke on that. That's the kind of thing that they'd probably appreciate. Yeah, no, exactly. Maybe it's worth uh, explaining it in a, on social media to them. All right, coming up in the show, we will obviously uh, 
discuss uh, the Villa's 2-0 win to set up the foundations for Fortress Villa Park for the season, as well as uh, going through the latest Villa news and medium muppets and the three points, which uh, all kinds of crazy stuff happening in the three points. But first, uh, let's get on with the news. Uh, Do you want to talk about New Zealand COVID strategy in doubt amid Delta spread or the Villa news? Just give me the Villa news. Right, a bit of a quiet... uh quiet week actually at uh, Villa Park. Uh, Caleb Chukmaweka has signed from Northampton to join his uh, younger brother and he's already uh, up and running uh, in the under 23s uh, with their two win-win uh, versus Middlesbrough, two for two for the under 23s. Why, why did we sign him do you think? I have no idea. Isn't he like 19 and I think he's played senior football for Northampton so it's kind of either they've really rate him or they just want to have a look. Yeah, because uh, North Northampton fans didn't seem that bothered, unless they kind of just really want to keep his his younger brother happy. A bit like a bit like when uh, you know we bought Brian Little, didn't we? And we brought Alan Evans to keep Brian happy. Maybe it's one of those. I hope he's good, but yeah, it just goes against that policy of uh, what Persley said: is you know, if you're at nineteen and twenty, you should be knocking on the door already. So uh, let's see what happens there. Uh, should be interesting. Meanwhile, the even younger chaps, uh, the under eighteens, beat Norwich ten nil, including two hat tricks, and they were six nil up after forty minutes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Brad Young and Arjan Reiki both go out on loan to Carlisle and Stockport, respectively, and Mister. Tarek Wright goes to Salford City. Meanwhile, uh, Foo Fighters gig has been announced at uh, Villa Park. It's a shame that it's not a regular venue on the circuit. I mean, it's been a few years since Bon Jovi and then a few years before that to uh, take that, Bruce Springsteen's. Uh, but I think it's sold out uh, pretty Pretty sold, swiftly. Sold pretty quickly. It's quite a small stadium show relatively for Foo Fighters, considering they'd normally sort of do a Wembley or those size of venues. So Villa Park's a relatively intimate stadium show for them. Well, they're doing Old Trafford as well, the cricket ground. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think it's time for Medium Muppets. So what's in the Medium Muppet trough this week, Mr. Shaw? Okay, well, it's the, the Birmingham Mail's turn this week, so despite putting stories out all summer about uh, Villa being interested in James Ward-Prowse, um, a bit like Smith Rowe at Arsenal, Villa were just pumping the tyres up for someone else to ride the bike, it seemed. But the Birmingham Mail were putting out articles, you know, for at least a few weeks saying the three players that Villa are going to sign, the three players Villa are tipped to sign and everything else. Ward-Prowse signs a new contract with Southampton and just a quick change of a headline, the two players that Villa are going to tip to sign all summer. So <laughs> what is it going to be next week? The one player that Villa are tipped to sign? And then when you go into the article itself and that's usually it loosely it's just the betting odds from that day if if it isn't even that day maybe it's from that week i don't know if they've been updated yeah i think uh, people were smoking uh the hopium on uh, ward prowse i don't think that was uh, ever likely to uh, to happen especially uh since they've sold two of their other key players yeah i mean you're not going to get two players from the same club i mean that was once we got ings that was it 
Yeah. Uh, right, into the three points. Point number one, there's a bit of a movement now from, uh, I think, FIFA and other sporting bodies to uh, call for an emergency evacuation of female players. Uh, the first Afghan women's football team was founded in 2007. And, uh, you know, we're in a situation where under Taliban rule 20 years ago, women weren't even allowed an education and could only actually go outside with a man in tow. One of the uh, under-19 national team players Zaki Anwari was one of the uh, unfortunate souls who died after falling uh, from a US military plane during the frenzy to escape the Taliban. I think a lot of the uh, women's team are, are hiding uh, until evacuation or until they can get them out. It's like I, I watched something on the, uh, the Afghan women's robotic team they've got this i think there's i don't know how many girls there are 10 young girls who are like experts in uh, robotics and they've been uh, airlifted out to uh, K- uh, qatar and i mean that's one of the main concerns here is uh, what happens to uh, women uh, henceforth in under taliban rule yeah it was I, I saw a really interesting article actually around that and generally that a lot of the the sort of the afghan nationals who are being evacuated or fleeing are actually some of the really talented people in the country. And they were saying that essentially if they all leave, you're going to have this real like brain drain. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a really interesting piece. It's something I just, you, know, you don't really think about when you actually see all the, you know, the things that are going on on the news. But actually all the people that are going are the, the, the sort of the movers and the shakers in the country. Point number two. Meanwhile, in in more fiercer climates, <laughs> there was a Welsh football match called off because a player was wielding an axe on the pitch. Uh, somebody care to explain this to me? How did they get an axe on the pitch? Phil, you can take this one, I think. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> Since you, speci- you specialise in these kind of things. <laughs> yeah, this is the sort of thing you get at amateur league level. I mean, the game was between Vale Athletic and Sully Sports at uh, Penn Cotadre, if you forgive my Welsh pronunciation, and Barry, because of the incident. It is understood the player substituted himself off. So for a start, that's a good thing to do. I mean, ignore the manager, right? Sub myself off. <laughs> Went to his car nearby, returned to the pitch and had a small hand axe to confront someone in the pitch. So it's not so much they'll see in the car park afterwards. We'll just settle this on the pitch now, but hold on, to, I, I go get my axe. But that, that's not the only incident this week. In, in Honduras, there was a referee who was being abused so badly by the fans that he went to a relative of his in the ground who just happened to have a handgun to give him. So he then went back. There's video footage going around of this. He just happened to go back onto the pitch with the gun and says, right, you still going to abuse me now? So, yeah, it's been an eventful week. Number three, uh, new signing for Manchester City. This is a big move. Edible coffee cups. This is a uh, move by Manchester City to uh, basically cut down on environmental waste in their carbon uh, footprint. Uh, So they're using coffee cups that are edible. The obvious ploy here is to cut down on waste is you eat your cup after you finish Well, they're trying to reduce the the, the, the plastic reputation of the club, aren't they? Oh, nice Mm. one. There is that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what the the cup tastes like, but I think it's being produced from some kind of waffle fully uh, biscuit type uh, a bit of an ice cream cone I, I would imagine that kind of flavor they were also uh, in an attempt to cut down on their plastic reputation they are also uh, I think beer in paper cups is a, is the order of the day since their first home game against Norwich as well there's a few puns we could say about uh, Manchester City but we, we'll uh, we'll step off now Oh. But yeah, no, uh, Villa should be uh, looking at this uh, as something we keep pushing uh, on that fan consultation group. 
It's such an easy thing to do as well. Before we go on, I just want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Free Trade for supporting the show. Free Trade is a commission-free trading app that makes it easy for you to buy shares to grow your personal wealth uh, in the long term. And until the end of uh, August, it's August the 31st, Free Trade are actually upping the value of the minimum share. They, they give any listener that signs up uh, on the link, which you'll find on uh, either our, my or said social media or on the show notes. If you use that link, you will get a free share between the value of £10 and 200 pounds so until the end of the month it's 10 pounds normally it's from three pounds to 200 but uh 10 pounds is a, a decent share remember as with all investments your capital is is at risk and the value of your portfolio can go down as well as up and you may get back less than what you invest uh, part of uh, the match club we have a little investo club there where uh, our hive mind uh, throws up uh, little tips but anyway do go uh, to that link and uh, sign up and you can get your free share which should appear in uh, within about seven seven to ten days sometimes quicker also i'll have the link on our on the podcast twitter address as well which is at my old man said i'll put it up in the uh, the mad few uh, facebook group which is dedicated to the show as well right let's get into to uh, the main show so did we call the last podcast undercooked we definitely mentioned it yeah because yeah, i just I, I just wondered why everybody was using the word undercooked we used it first just saying because i think the guy uh, in the press conference who used it must have listened to the bloody show it's a giveaway we got undercooked in his brain after the undercooked start at uh, Watford. I mean, as we said, it's uh, distinct lack of uh, preparation for the season, just fr- from how the cards have fallen in terms of internationals, injuries, late signings. And, and Smith had alluded to that, hadn't he, as well? Yeah. So every week that goes by, you, you should expect improvements. Obviously, the big thing here was uh, the return of us all to uh, Villa Park. I didn't really get a chance to soak up the atmosphere or anything. I heard those drummers you know, out the front of the halt, and uh, I think that was it, really, because it started to piss it Yeah, down, the, the so. rain didn't help, did it, really? Yeah, you kind of wanted a big sunny day, didn't you? For that kind of carnival atmosphere and everyone yeah. drinking outside, but everyone just kind of got inside and got in the ground. But it, but it was a good atmosphere when I, walked, when I got into the ground. Yeah, there was a reasonable amount already in there when I when I'd rocked up yeah. about half, half two-ish. Yeah. But uh, in terms of uh, expectations, it was one of those where... Uh, there's a level and if Newcastle are going to play like they have been doing under Bruce when they come to Villa Park then you've got to get three points from these games and there's a few eyebrows I, th- I thought there was a positive reaction from Smith to uh, the midfield situation which uh, had been a concern to you know every Villa fan and the dog and you could tell straight away with Louise coming in, Ramsey coming in, that uh, he wanted to do more when we had the ball in the middle of the park, and also you know inject a bit more life in there. Yeah, you had you had guys who wanted to get on the ball. I mean, Louise was taking the ball off uh, Martinez on the edge of his own penalty area at the time. You know, it was very much everything was going through Louise, and then or you know when McGinn, they were they were a lot more proactive in possession. And I think I mean obviously that helps, you know, the fact that Newcastle were generally playing, you know, almost a back five when they didn't have the ball, and they'd obviously just yeah. leave Callum Wilson upon his own and San Maximan to play off him. I think the big moment. I don't know if it would have defined the game. Uh, I really don't think it probably would have, but it's not an ideal start. Was uh, the incident uh, when Wilson got the better of Mings? And what I didn't like about Mings was he didn't play to the whistle. He went after. He was running the other way to the referee when uh, He's Wilson. Done that a few salute- times, hasn't he? 
Yeah, he suddenly found himself one-on-one with Martinez and you'd you'd expect really Wilson to score there. And uh, maybe yeah. it's because it started to rain and uh, been training in dry weather all week. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> according to Bruce, so maybe the rain put him off. I don't know. You're in Newcastle. I'm not exactly expecting summer, are they? No, you are seeing this a lot in all the games. Um, the referees that are letting a bit go that they wouldn't have been letting go before. I mean, it comes mm-hmm. back to basic things, play to the whistle, you know, pl- Play, play until the, the match stops, but you've seen it. Klopp even mentioned it in his press conference. That was my first contribution of the season from the upper hole, was play to the fucking whistle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Mine Simon Klopp- came about 10 seconds later when I just stood up and went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that as well. Because it cost, a thir- it cost a third goal last week as well. They didn't play to the whistle against Watford and, you know, a delayed yeah. advantage from Mike Dean. It's, it's something that they need to get drilled into them quickly yeah it's something that you know you you used to be told when you're like eight years old it's uh so it's one of the fundamentals surely yeah and that exact vocabulary as well play to the fucking whistle (laughs) no matter what age you are that's (laughs) that's the way it came out but then you know i think mings was one of the prime movers in the game actually he uh, he had a decent game i thought I, th- I thought Cap- Captain and Vice actually both were, were really central to Villa's performance. It was good. They they really led from the front, which is, you know, they're going to have to do. You know, they, we said, you know, previous pods with the, the, the uh, departure of you-know-who, they were going to have to carry a little bit more responsibility, which they did against Newcastle. Yeah, and that responsibility needs to be shared around the same. One man who does uh, is picking up a lot of responsibility. Actually, in terms of touches, I saw the most of the ball in the game was Ashley Young. And game. he's uh, yeah, he's a different figure from uh, what we had years ago. He he does purposely. Uh, it's almost like he sp- spreads around his experience, and he's he's always talking. He's always you know giving the opposition uh, you know some uh, home truths when they're trying to mug him for a penalty. But he fucking got right in his face, didn't he? Yeah, it was Murphy, wasn't it? it? Went down. Yeah, yeah. But I thought you, you saw it all the time, and he and he wants responsibility, and uh, you know it's good to have him on. Sometimes you have to kind of blink to see him taking free kicks again. It is like uh, ten Brilliant. years ago. Yeah, and there's a few complaints got- there. So it's a savvy move, I think. Yeah, I think he's got like a, a painting in his attic that's like aging very badly, while Ashley Young stays young forever because he's just he's a, he's a completely different. There's a couple of times in the box. I mean, he just. His experience, I mean, you, Callum Wilson is an experienced forward, but Ashley Young just had the better of him. There was one header in the first half where Ashley Young just felt a bit of pressure on him. He just knew to go down and, you know, free kick against Wilson. Young gets up and carries on. It's just, it's experience. It was lack. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is one of those games that, if you go back, uh, I don't know, let's say 10 years or you know, even 20 years, when we had, let's say, a, a reasonably top half-ish team, in these kind of matchups, you expect Villa to win at home. It's one of those, even if they don't play well, and I mentioned it in a, a previous pod, we've got the foundations now of a, of a decent defence and we've got Danny Ings who if Villa get one or two chances and they only actually had two shots on target in this game you can win games just by being tight and uh, you just need Ings giving one chance and I think this this game was an archetype of that one you expect to win even if you're not at your best because you've got that rudimentary equation and, and Ashley Young just adds to that yeah, I mean, my sort of view as I was walking to the ground, um, you know, talking to, to Dan, who I go with, was that it's a, it's a kind of a, by no means a must-win game or anything that dramatic, but it's very much a just just get the job done today. You know, it's your first home game. A win will just calm the fan base down after the Watford game. And you, and as long as you've, you're improved on Watford, which wouldn't have been bloody hard, let's be honest, the fa- you'll get a lot of favour from the fans. And I thought they did that. You know, Smith came out after the game and said, yeah, we were okay. But there's I don't think anyone in the fan base is thinking, Wow, you know, this is the this is the real deal. This is the finished article. It's very much nice one. Like you got the job done well. You were very clinical. I thought there were some really good individual performances. Generally, it was a, a good team performance without being spectacular. Up to that first goal, my feeling was, I think it was about the fortieth minute. I was, I, I did think to myself, are we going are we going to win this? And I thought it's it's not one of those that's heading for nil nil. And I didn't think that. And I thought we we were showing enough to win this. I thought perhaps Newcastle had probably the best chances. And I'm not talking about many, but they weren't doing enough to uh, deserve to win this game. No, they didn't have much. By any stretch of the imagination. So I thought, well, you know, as long as uh, we keep on uh, keep on keeping on in the second half, improving the second half, I just thought, yeah, we had enough to snatch this uh, before the Ings moment of magic. But I think Smith was right, you know, at the end where he says, great result, you know, performance you know okay but as i said every week they have from you know henceforth uh, i think they'll improve and we're still so. players so. missing i mean Truro and bailey and watkins are out and they're three of our uh let's say they add a lot of, a lot to our uh, forward line yes and, and, and i think um we'll we'll learn you know in the coming weeks months what actually our best team is what our the shape we actually want to play how all these combinations are going to work because i think we we all kind of know what the back four keeper and probably the two defensive midfielders look like but it's kind of further forward how everything's going to fit or if it's going to fit or who's going to miss out I mean I don't think many people would have maybe gone into the game expecting Ramsey to start but actually he started the game and was, it was really good he was probably my man of the match I thought he had a really good game um, and sort of grew into it you know he had a quite a nervy start as I think Newcastle got on top of him but Actually, once he grew into the game and got his foot on the ball, he wanted the ball more and more. And I think that's what you want from young players. You want them to, you know, be like kind of shouting, give me the ball. I want to make things happen. I want to get involved. And I think maybe a bit of that, like you said, comes from Ashley Young, just being that calming head and actually him being willing to give him the ball in tight areas and, you know, play off him a little bit. Yeah, because it did look like if anything was going to happen, uh, in free play, it, would, it was going to uh, originate from Ramsey. And I think later on in the second half, when the, the upper Holt started to serenade him, that would have done him a world of good, you know, playing Brilliant. him from, yeah, for, for full, young play, full yeah. apart, 
getting that confidence because to us you know we're not the only ones saying that it's like what 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 does he bring when he when he used to come on and it's like if we're one all and he comes on you're not actually thinking right we're going to go for a winner here and that's never been the natural reflex but i thought this was probably his best game in a villa shirt yeah I'd say for, so. you know first team shirt who was uh actually uh trying to make things happen he was he was proactive he was the glue in that midfield he was he, he kept it together he was the link between louise and mcginn i mean ramsey's range of passing is is, is phenomenal the way um that's how quickly he gets the ball out of his feet and can sweep it out to either wing the only time he sort of struggles with the pass is when it seems to be the obvious one there was a time when i think it was buendia or was it ings was overlapping him on on the right and he should have played him in earlier and he delayed and delayed and it didn't go well but i mean when he had less time to think about it even in a tight space he can just turn out and get it away to the wing get it away to the sides and with both feet and actually you meant you meant you mentioned Buendia actually I thought in a similar men- in a similar way I thought he was good to see what actually he can do I think he's if he's going to play in that position out wide I think he lacks a bit of pace so I don't necessarily think that's where he's going to end up playing but we saw little glimpses of actually what he can do when he can pick a pass I mean we saw a couple of little moments in pre-season didn't we that we everyone was kind of cooing over but actually you saw that when he puts his foot on the ball and looks up he can be that guy who dictates play and, and kind of runs the game a little bit for you. And I think him him playing off another midfielder like uh, McGinn or Louise, or if it is Ramsey, I don't know. I think that will really help him. He'll kind of grow into his into his role with you know with every game. Yeah, for me, I, I thought his best work was off the ball. You saw him closing down and yeah. uh, you know getting in their defenders. They all faces. did actually, didn't they? They all pressed really well from the yeah. front. I thought Ings set the tempo and. While he wasn't exactly clicking uh, with the ball, Buendia, you know, you know that's going to come. But uh, it was encouraging to see what he does in terms of the press, which he's kind of noted for anyway. Yeah. And speaking of Ings, should we go on to the goal? <laughs> well, yeah, the main moment. And that's why you go to games to see spectacular moments like that. I mean, it's a hell of a finish. I mean, the funniest thing uh, for those at the game was like you're watching it and you go, oh, amazing by Ings. And then the scoreboard's showing you Buendia's up on the scoreboard the uh, what do you call it the ident the celebration yeah. and it stays up there for about a minute and you, and you think I thought I'm that confused. was Ings <laughs> I thought Ings was like number 20 yeah suddenly my own you know I'm doubting myself I'm sure that Ings was 20 and Buendia's 10 are they swapped shirts or something and it, it stayed up there for a minute a good minute after the goal it was still Buena. I'm sure Ings would have looked up oh shit I thought I scored that did, oh, yeah, did I just score <laughs> never was, mind was that me <laughs> doubting my own maybe, identity maybe I'll get one in the second half <laughs> yeah but I mean I'm sure the uh, you know the new uh, set piece coach is uh, rubbing his hands with glee after that one although it's not exactly the most complex set piece is it let's get a play with a good throw and get it into the front post and it's not get exactly a flick on everybody He's like lauded him now as some kind of miracle worker. I've noticed, like it's a bit lazy. Well, this isn't a creative corner routine or something. There was this a is... few moments where the corners were like there was a corner and a free kick, which I thought, what are we? You know, what what are we? As Danny Murphy said, what are you doing? <laughs> Paying a guy yeah. to do your set pieces because you thought, Ugh. and then that Ings things happens, and you go, you, you wouldn't say fair play, but you just think, well, Cash did the odd long throw before this guy came to town, so. Uh... I don't think it's on him. And Brentford are doing the long throws. So. Yeah, I mean it's well executed. I mean, and the finish is just world class. You can't doubt that. That'll be one of the goals of the month, if not the goal of the month. But it isn't like a really intricate corner routine or a really clever free kick one where you go, "Wow, that's straight off the training ground." It wasn't that. Like, yeah, we have seen long throws being scored from before. Because I mean that that's what happens uh, with 
like commentators and pundits the headline is villa sign set piece coach and so that's in the head so anytime there's a goal from a free kick or a set piece they go oh yes the uh, the coach is working his magic there straight off the training pitch and it's like well we have scored free kicks before so you don't know how much it is him or uh, how much credit he does uh, actually deserve but that just seemed yeah pretty uh, i mean basically it's been reinvented. I mean, there's articles in the broadsheets now about Brentford's long throws. Uh, you know, everybody's getting all over this. Uh, the Everyone, everyone's one. reinventing the throwing, aren't they? And you think, hang on a minute. When when Poulis is Stoke with Dilap was doing it, everybody used to go, this is the death of football. And like Wimbledon, the crazy gang would do uh, throws as well. It would be the death of football. And now it, the hipsters have turned it around into something else. Some of the throwing analytics are going to get really hilarious, aren't they, over the next few weeks? <laughs> <laughs> you just need to look at Ederson, the keeper for City. I mean, a big, big lump up front. Just, you know, pick a quadrant of the pitch to land it in. It's like, yeah. oh, he, he meant that it was a three ball. No, he wasn't. He hit it into that quarter of the pitch. He's a good enough keeper to pick a quarter of the pitch. So just do yeah. it. But no, used to be the big hoof up front from Dave Besant. Now it's Ederson, a three ball. Yeah, pe- yeah, people forget it. Manchester City do score a lot of goals from that big hoof. As to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, playing the percentages. And I think that's uh, where... You know, Smith said in his interview, you're looking for those small advantages and there's not a lot of difference in this game to win a game. And no. you've got to make every uh, moment count. And there certainly yeah. wasn't in this one. You know, I'm sure we'll go on to the two big VAR decisions that probably take a lot of the headlines along with the Ings goal. But obviously, you know, we got the penalty that, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean obviously we mentioned before we recorded, David, you know, when you're in the ground, you're sort of thinking, what's going on here? And then the, the longer the, the game has stopped for you think, well, this has got to be something quite close. And then as soon as he goes over to the monitor, you think, well, he's going to be giving a penalty here, surely, if he's if he's been told to go and have a look at this, because everyone else in the ground hasn't got a clue what's going on. Because this this is where, because like in the ground, you, you had no idea really what, why is it going to VAR? What's, what's the situation? It was like a, bo- it was like a Brucey bonus, wasn't it? It suddenly yeah, pops up. yeah. Penalty decision, you're like, oh, hang on and none a of the minute. Because pl- none of the players had gone up either, had they? It wasn't like everyone yeah. resoundingly or the crowd went up with handball. No, well, watching at home, it was the opposite. It was like, why is nobody appealing for that? He's just stuck his hand out and stopped the ball. <laughs> right. like, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, as soon as I watched actually on uh, on a screen, it's like obvious handball. So the thing in the ground is, why is this VAR decision taking so long? Because it did take a long time. When you actually see it on a screen, that game, as you just said, Phil, it's, it's obvious. It's a fucking handball. Yeah, that's yeah. why we were going, why is it taking so long at home? Yeah, VAR decision should be a lot quicker. Just mention El Ghazi first. Uh, I mean, he was getting shit assed by a third string goalkeeper, which must have been embarrassing for him. I know he's used to training with the king of the shit houses, Martinez, isn't he? He's like, who do you think you are, man? I've, I've dealt with the world's best at this. I'm going to slot this, and he did. I'm glad he's got a role at Villa as, as our resident penalty taker. Takes a good penalty, doesn't he? Although at that time you're thinking, ah, oh, just let fucking Ings take it for God's sake. Let him <laughs> let him go for the thirty goals a season. But I'd, fair play, I'd settle for twenty. Fair, fair play to Ings uh, letting him uh, go for that. But yeah, moving onto on the second VAR decision on that one, you thought, oh shit, Martinez is off. What's he doing? <laughs> Crazy mofo, and that one went on for ages as well. Yeah, because that was a weird one. Obviously, again in the in the ground, you think, well. Everyone by me, we were just laughing, going, oh, nice one. That's probably the most obvious penalty ever. Yeah, and you're thinking, what are you doing, Martinez? Yeah, and you think, well, what could this not be given for? You work your way back. You know, well, he's clearly probably made contact with the guy. It's clearly in the penalty area. It's like, maybe offside? I have no idea what's... There was no, there was no flag, was there? No? No. Yeah. 
other than obviously for the penalty decision. So, I mean, if, I mean, if you're the tune, I was sort of saying to the guys around me at that point, it's like if if this gets disallowed being a penalty, and I'm in the away end, I'm getting straight on the coach. I'm thinking this is not our day. But when you uh, when they draw a thick line. When there was lots of uh, hoo-ha about the offside rule last season, I, you know, I, I, my theory was, well, l- let's just have the front foot of any player and, uh, you know, if the forward's front foot is in front of everybody else's, he's offside. And when you draw the line, his foot is the thing that's offside here. It's not his armpit. It's not yeah. his arse cheek. It's his uh, it's his foot. So I think that's fair enough. And again, if you're seeing that on the screen, be, if you draw that line, it's it's obvious straight away. So I didn't quite yeah. understand why... I mean, that, it's close, but it's... Yeah, why that VAR decision took so long again. I mean, I understand you know, their players and Bruce's frustration that, you know, essentially it's two two decisions that have gone against them. Certainly that one where you think, well, it's very close, but, you know, it's just these, these things, I hate to say it, but they do. They even out over the season and it's going to go for you some weeks. It's going to go against you. And I never like that uh, expression because I think you should supply the maths and stats for that. Yeah. Because it's never 50-50, is it? I saw some of their fans being interviewed after the game and they said, well, to be honest, and I've said this a lot with Villa, that we didn't deserve any of the breaks of the look because they just we yeah. weren't very good. And I thought they were all right, Newcastle, but I think Villa handled Wilson pretty well. I thought Mings had a good game. I thought Young and the defensive unit in general dealt with San Maximan because I really like him as a player. I think he's really dangerous. He Real creates chaos. Type. Yeah, he does. But you know, I think that the the sort of the the flying the white flag from Newcastle was when San Maximan's picking up the ball on the halfway line, you know you've done a good job then. So if he can't even get the ball in the final third, well yeah. done back four and defensive midfielders. You've made him go a bit like you know in Grealish we, we were getting you know frustrated with Grealish taking the ball off the centre backs. Same thing yeah. like if they're creative players having to pick the ball up on the halfway line. I think we only saw him get into the final third and run at Ashley Young or Mings once or twice. And actually, they shackled him really, really well. Yeah. Because I thought their front three on paper, you thought, actually, that's a really potentially quite dangerous front three. You know, Willock ended the season last year for them really well. And he's got a bit of energy, but he did, he sort of didn't look quite up to speed. I think Wilson, we've spoke about on plenty of occasions, we, th- we thought he would have been a good signing for Villa. And you kind of saw why, you know, he's strong, he's powerful, he's got a bit of aggression. But they shackled him really well. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when you left that game, you think, oh, you know, we got lucky there with those two VAR decisions. But as soon as you got home and you saw the, you know, the replay, you thought, oh, no luck about that. They're they're right on decisions. And, and actually, uh, we were very clinical, comfortable, comfortable win in the end. Because uh, even though we only had two shots on target, as I said, as long as you keep it tight, you got Ings there, took our, you know, took our chances and uh, really restricted them. I'm, I'm trying to work out if they were better. Than the last time they turned up at Villa Park or not? They were probably more adventurous than the last time. Yeah, because they were terrible last time. Yeah, well, the last two times they've been 2-0 down before half-time, haven't they? And it's been basically game over at half-time. Phil, what was the stat of the game for you? Or give me the stat of the game. The stat of the game for me was um, since Villa's return to the Premier League, El Ghazi has scored more league goals than any other Aston Villa player with 15. Now I know really? a lot of them are I know a lot of them are penalties, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my first reaction as well. Was really wow. I think we need to build that statue <laughs> before uh, he gets hounded out the club. Yeah, well, I mean, if it wasn't for penalties, he wasn't he was having a better game than Watford, but he couldn't have a worse game. So, but no, he that is true. Yeah, it's it's a confidence player, isn't it? He? he needs things like this to keep his confidence going. So yeah, I mean, again, I was like. Oh, He's not doing. He's better than what you see. His Mm -hmm. his raw talent is better than we've seen in these first two games. And you kind of want him to do well because he's a nice, affable chap. You know, he he got us off the mark in the old uh, player final, and he has turned up. And you know, he scored scored some some, big goals for us. Scored some big and great goals as well. So you just want it all to click for him. And so I'm glad. 
you know, he's getting these penalties just to keep his confidence up, just so he's got a chance. And, you know, it's, as we're seeing, uh, it's uh, all about the squad. And we, if he turns up to the pie, then that just increases our depth because, yeah. you know, we don't mind him in the first 11 uh, against the likes of Newcastle or whatever because he can do a job. You just want, you know, we've been saying it since he's arrived at the club, aren't we? You're just looking for some level of consistency from him because he knows he can do it. And that's kind of what Smith has said numerous occasions in the press. Yeah. Uh, Villa, four shots on target this season, four goals. Is that correct? Yeah. Hell yeah. And then Danny Ings, speaking of fours, Danny Ings is the fourth player to score his, on his first two Premier League appearances for Aston Villa after Dalian Atkinson, Dion Dublin and Ross Barkley. Who? Could have been a good player, that chap. Uh, wherever, I don't know what he's doing there. Uh, when we lost, we lined up somebody and uh, had them uh, helping out with the refurbishment uh, at St Andrews for their two broken stands. Uh, well, just because we won this time, let's do a kind of a man of the matchy type thing. Uh, what's the prize going to be? What's the reward? Lifetime supply of edible coffee cups. A can of monster in an edible cup. Oh, God. That sounds grim, didn't it? It'll dissolve. <laughs> It'll dissolve the cup before you have chance to drink it. Who was your man of the match? Ramsey for me. Phil, I want to say Louise, but Ramsey's the headline he had a good grabber. Game, to be fair, but Louise, there's yeah. just something something about Louise. You're better with Louise in it without pinpointing what he did. He ran the game. <laughs> he did, he, what Louise did very well, you could see compared to a lot of the others. He's been playing competitive games over the summer, and he's got that sharpness at the minute. He's kind of he's got a bit of momentum, and he wanted the ball all the time, and that's what you want from that kind of player. Are you just saying that, or did you or did you see it? Yeah, you could see it. he wanted the ball all the time. Whenever yeah. Martin has had the ball, even if they had a player on him, he's like, just give me the ball. We'll play out from the back. He backs his ability. It's good. He's confident. Yeah, he's always there because that's why people highlight his mistakes because he's always there to make the mistake. Whereas yeah. last week against Watford, you saw there were big gaps because people weren't there; they were just missing. <laughs> no one was there. <laughs> so, would you conclude that is the reason why uh, all these people on social media smoking hopium, thinking uh, that Dean Smith and Purslow, when they said they're not getting anybody in, it's just a clever ruse because they they are getting somebody in. But I, I think there's too many. We got too many players in the squad. I think Louise is somebody they uh, regard highly, and they're you know like the camber as well. And there's more of a ceiling to these players because they're still in their early twenties. So I, I don't think them get. I don't think they're going out and splashing. And I said it. I'll say it again. Big money on a on a you know a legit centre midfielder for around thirty forty million. I don't. I just don't see it. Well, how much would you if Louise didn't play for Villa and he played for some um, team in a foreign league? How much would you be expected to pay for him? You're going to be talking probably thirty million. Yeah. And I, I think you you might see a better Louise now that. I'm sure the buyback clause from City sort of hung over his head. He thought maybe if I do turn it on, I'll, you know, the will bring me back or the will buy me back. So now he's 100% focused on Villa, so maybe he'll improve greatly. Even just com- even just coming home, you know, he's played in a Copa America final. He's got a Olympic, you know, gold medal. He's got these little things to go, yeah, do you know what? I'm a player here. I can, and because, you know, the other big fish in the pond has left, he probably feels like he can, yeah. you know, swing his dick round a bit more. <laughs> Or his medal. Yeah, I was sort of hoping that I was hoping he was going to wear the medal on the pitch and like swing it and hit Shelby with it. But no, I was hoping he'd wear it all the way through the game. (laughs) What was his tattoo? I made a joke of it on Twitter. His old medal tattoo, didn't he? No, he's got a tattoo just above his uh, crotch that says "Stay Strong." Stay strong. Yeah, stay strong. Stay hard. So if he gets swinging his uh, dick around, uh, hopefully he has. He'll be getting a good endorsement deal, <laughs> won't he? <laughs>
<laughs> I think we should stop there. We, we're going down the wrong path here for such a sophisticated podcast. Right. Uh, signs of progress already this season, but I think every week uh, that passes, I'm glad we're playing Brentford with another week under our belt. Uh, then, yeah. Th- yeah. then shall we say, uh, if we played them on Saturday or at the start of the season, I think Brentford will be the hardest game we've played so far. Yeah, because they'll come and have, they'll have, they will have a plan, unlike Newcastle. It'll be the battle of the long throws. <laughs> May the best throw win. Right, so before we leave, I just want to give a massive thank you to the My Old Man Said patrons and uh, the latest members to uh, join us. Mr. David Sparks, Justin Bristol, Armen Mazoin, Gazareth, good name that, Gazareth, and Ken Kawamora, and Dean Smith. <laughs> thank you very much for signing up uh, when you become a My Old Man Said patron as well as supporting the show and keeping it going. You also get access to Match Club, our little private club, which is open 24-7, but gets together uh, on away games and cup games. Uh, home games, we, we're sometimes preoccupied because we're actually at Villa Park. And there's no bloody signal. And yeah, I, you know, I got a little pay-as-you-go EE to slip into my second SIM slot and uh, expecting uh, a revolution of uh, mobile data, but it's half-time no show, nothing happening. So a big myth there. But also you get access to uh, the My Old Man Said Patreon channel and the new shows uh, will be, uh, for the season, will finally be uh, popping out this week. So look out for them. Go to uh, myoldmansaid.com and check out the Patreon link and sign up there. Also, you can sign up for the year as, as an annual uh, patron and you receive uh, 15% off, which is two free months. Also, make sure you uh, subscribe or follow on whatever app you're listening to the show on so you get uh, notifications when they pop up the next show we we are doing uh something for the weekend which is a preview uh for the weekend after dean smith's press conference so look out for that one uh, should uh, pop up on friday all right any final words as we uh, disappear bring on barrow yes barrow we'll do a match club for barrow so uh, join us in there my almond said patrons right thank you very much for listening to the show good to be back at villa park and looking forward to going twice in a week bring on the brentford until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them goodbye goodbye away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.